Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. It's no doubt that you'll pass a cornfield as you drive through Wisconsin this summer. While most of these fields are made up of field corn, there are some fields dotting the state that are full of popcorn. I'm Allison Lund for the Midwest Farm Report. Dakota Hammerly is the crop production manager with Biddick Incorporated in Livingston. He shares more about what goes into growing popcorn and how the crop is looking this year. He starts by sharing more about the size of their operation. Right now, you know, we grow anywhere, given given the year or kind of what our customers are looking for, we'll plant anywhere from... 200 to 40 acres of popcorn. Um, it kind of just depends what our parent or our sister company is looking for and uh, what the need is. And we'll grow three different types. So we'll grow white popcorn, yellow popcorn, and mushroom popcorn. Um, some years we'll grow one variety. Some years we'll grow all three varieties. Uh, like I said, it just depends on kind of what, what uh, the needs are, what our customers are looking for. So when those varieties make their way to the store, what makes them different from each other? Um, so like uh, yellow and white popcorn, those are the butterfly popcorn. So those are typically what you'll see in your microwave bag. Um, so if you went to a retail store and there, there was bags that you could pop at home or the microwave ones, that would be your yellow and white. The mushroom popcorn typically is uh, a very high expanding sort of popcorn with a very hearty kind of inside. Um, so what that's used for is your flavoring. So your cheddar popcorns, caramel corns, chocolate coverings, um, the flavors are kind of endless. Uh, when you start really getting into that, that's where mushroom really kind of holds its own. Are there differences that come with raising the different varieties? Um, yeah, white popcorn uh, for us, especially we found is a uh, uh, kind of has a smaller ear, smaller stalk, so it's real finicky, especially when you get into harvest. Um, we got to make sure we're watching it and that it doesn't get too dry. Um, if it does, you start having eardrop. Um, you'll get some wind damage. It'll green snap early in the year. It might even snap in the fall. Um, so making sure we get in and, and harvest it timely is always a key thing when we're doing white popcorn. Uh, mushroom popcorn from the spring all the way through until the end always is the most robust looking stuff that we have um it'll get anywhere from seven to eight foot tall has a huge ear on it a lot of kernels it usually looks pretty awesome so it sounds like uh you know these vary from each other but how does popcorn as a whole vary from field corn you know we're used to seeing field corn dotting all the fields across wisconsin but how does popcorn production look different we have a lot of seed corn here um so having the tractors the planters the sprayers the harvesters, all the picking equipment, um, it kind of integrates well into the system we already have. Um, so for us, uh, we treat popcorn a lot like you would commercial corn. Uh, planting date starts around, you know, April 25th, as soon as it's fit to go. Um, we'll plant popcorn all the way through till mid-May. Um, we plant 30-inch row spacings, about 33,000 uh, plants per acre is what we shoot for. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just treat it um, conventionally, just like we would um, any other type of commercial corn that would be on the farm. Now, does it differ when it comes to the drying process? Because I know for popcorn, you need that moisture to get it to pop eventually. So does the drying process look different between popcorn and field corn? Yeah. Um, so popcorn, um, especially in the fall, especially in Wisconsin, 
um, we can have some really early frost. Um, and if popcorn, um, as it's standing in the field, gets any frost damage, it'll crack the kernel. And if that kernel gets cracked, um, when you try to dry it down or you try to pop it later, if it's not completely sealed, you won't get the popcorn to expand, which is the whole point of having popcorn is to be able to pop it. Um, so harvest for us has to be extremely time sensitive. Uh, we'll harvest popcorn um, anywhere from 25 to 35% ear moisture. We'll bring that in. We harvest it on the cob. So the entire cob will come into the plant. It'll go through a building where we'll dehusk it. We'll rogue it, make sure that there's any undesirable ears or ears that don't look like they're going to make our qualifications. Those will go out to cattle feed. Um, from there, it'll go up into a corn dryer. We run really low heat through those, so 80, 85 degrees for about four days. And we'll run air up through the bin. Then we'll run air down through the bin. Uh, once that ear moisture, that popcorn's around 14 to 13%. Uh, we'll empty the bin, we'll run it through a sheller, and then from there it'll go into a storing bin until we're ready to process it. So it sounds like the process for popcorn harvest and drying is a little more complex. Yeah, yes, it's very involved. Um, but like as, you know, I said before with seed corn, a lot of the equipment that we have here you know, is, is seed corn specific. Um, so running the popcorn with it actually saves us a step of trying to use different equipment or have other things here. A lot of it's already here for the seed corn. So using it for popcorn um, makes a lot of sense to just kind of duplicate the equipment and use the stuff we already have. That would make sense. And is there any any other specific equipment that you need just for the popcorn? Um, not too much. Um, you know, we have, so we have two oxbow pickers with eight row heads, uh, two dump carts, uh, and then just our kind of normal trailers that we have when it comes to harvesting. Uh, for us, that would be a specific thing, but since we have the seed corn, they're already they're already part of the farm, you know, fleet or equipment that we have. So using them just is it's really easy for us. So backing up a little bit, you mentioned that frost can pose some damage to the popcorn crop. Are there any other unique challenges that come with raising it in Wisconsin? Um, yeah, um, getting it in kind of in the springtime right away is is always a goal. So the, the maturities that we plant, uh, 100 to 105 day, um, which isn't super long for our part of the state, but wanting to get it in when the ground temperature is warm so you can kind of get it up, and then on the backside, making sure that we can get that off before we even have a slight chance of frost. I mean, we've seen, we've seen years where there's a Saturday night when, you know, it dips below 30 degrees for an hour. And, you know, that one hour or two hours when it was 30, 31 is just enough to kind of cause problems with um, how well it pops or, or what, what the final product's going to look like. So, yeah, the, the biggest thing is just our, our cold springs and then our, our cold falls, making sure we get in that window and, and get it planted. And then also on the backside, make sure we get it harvested. Yeah, it sounds like it's really important to know what the weather's going to do and just try to keep it from freezing. Now, exactly. focusing on this year, how's the crop looking? Uh, it's looking pretty well. Um, we kind of got a late start, just like everybody else did, uh, about a week and a half later than when we usually get going. But uh, once the planters started rolling, I think we went every single day until we were done. Um, got a couple nice timely rains in there. 
Um, and I will say right now, all of our popcorn's looking very nice, very tall. Uh, right in the middle of flowering, so there's a lot of pollen out there, a lot of silks. Um, so I'm hoping here in the next couple of weeks we'll, we should be able to see how well we did and, and how well the ears pollinated. And you mentioned that you sort of had a late start, but have you been able to stay on track since then, or has the weather posed any other problems? Um, no, uh, like, yeah, we did have kind of a late start and everything, everything's kind of been on time. It's just that, that week and a half shift has just kept showing up. So, you know, usually we see flowering, we would have saw flowering a couple of weeks ago. Um, but like our popcorn just started flowering kind of over the weekend, more or less. So it's a little later, but nothing dramatic uh, or, or anything that I would consider to be you know, a, a big problem. It just, it, you can tell that we planted everything later because it's all just kind of coming later. But I'm sure um, we got a lot of a lot of heat units this year or this summer. So everything's kind of catching back up that I'm anticipating our fall will kind of be right on time. Yeah, it sounds like that delayed growing season and delayed processes is sort of something that everyone's noticing right now uh, across the state. Uh, have there been any pests that you've noticed? Are there any pests that are unique to the popcorn crop? No, not really. I mean, we we do see some army worm or some cutworm, um, kind of the usual. But there's nothing nothing unique to popcorn that you know best practices or good field management can't you know help with or you know help us with our problems. Dakota Hammerly, crop production manager with Biddick Incorporated, along with us, sharing more about how this year's popcorn crop is coming along. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund.